everybody. We all thought the off season was over and we thought it was safe to go back in the water and start football, but no. There's a monster of a trade. Khalil Mack traded to Chicago. Even though we've been hearing about it for so long, it still feels shocking. And I thought it might be fun instead of write about it to talk to a Raiders fan about their reaction, gauge their level of anger or optimism, maybe somewhere in between. So I called up my friend Boss, really knowledgeable Raiders fan, to see how he thinks, to see whether he's ready to give up on this team and go murder John Gruden or whether he's keeping the jersey on. So let's dig in deep, talk to Boss about the Raiders and their future. Stick with us. Let's do it. Okay, everybody, I wanted to interview a Raiders fan and kind of gauge the room, see the level of insanity that this trade has elicited. And Boss, my friend from Reddit, a Raiders fan, has been kind enough to talk us off the ledge, possibly, or maybe talk us over the ledge, the Thelma and Louise style. I don't know. Boss, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, This is fun. It's been a crazy weekend. Absolutely. And, and you're kind of an unusual Raiders fan because you, you're not from Oakland, I take it, by the accent. No, no, I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 100% Dutch and I live in Amsterdam. So I'm, well, uh, I'm quite far from, from the action. But, but you're a fan. And I think that's one of the things about the Raiders as a franchise is they really do have a broad reach across cities, across the world, almost like the Cowboys, where there's just a ton of Raiders fans all over the world, I think. Yeah, it's, um, I, I believe so too. And, and maybe it's also because of the sort of the, 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 the cult, the, 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 whole, the whole cult idea that it, that, that it embraces. And of course, the, the, the logo, everyone knows it when they see it. But um, although you you're not the cliche Raiders fan, so if you could just like stab a few people, over yeah, the I'm I'm, of this I'm, I'm not in jail currently. No, I'm I'm not in jail. I'm just at home. Uh, I don't have a home arrest, so uh, I'm I'm free. But we'll, I but we'll I do forgive you for that. I mean, it's a little disappointing, <laughs> but we'll deal with it. So let, let me backtrack a little bit because you're you're a big Raiders fan, and then what do you think? Big news. Let's start with the first big news of this of the off season for the Raiders. You hire John Gruden out of coaching after 10 years off were you excited at the time or did you were you skeptical i was i was super excited um uh i, I was excited when, when we got del rio and of course we had the 2016 season but going into 2017 we well in hindsight we had quite a bad off season uh but 2017 was never going to be as good as 2016 and um, it kind of showed coaching uh, just completely fell apart and the whole the whole team fell apart. Yeah, you were... know, and the Raiders fan, the poor Raiders fans, yeah. you guys have been punched in the gut because that 2016, you guys are 12 and four. Derek Carr looked like future MVP if he wasn't already yeah. in that mix. And then you flop down to six and 10. Del Rio's gone. Gruden comes in. So you were buying it. Absolutely. And... And through the course of it, because I, I was as well, to be honest with you, I, people were bashing Gruden, but this guy was only 50. I think he's 52 right now or 53. He's not ancient. He hasn't been away from the game on a farm somewhere. He's been following the game and watching from the, you know, the, the broadcast booth. Um, I started getting a little skeptical when you started bringing in 
you know, Doug Martin, who hasn't been good in a couple of years. Jordy Nelson hasn't been good in last year. So were you and then there's all these rumors about Mac. And, and at what point did you think this is actually a serious problem? This something might happen. Um, only only Friday, only Friday, because <laughs> so you, you held out the faith because I yeah, we held out fans were like you where they're like, this is not real as a negotiating ploy. Yeah, we 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 no, we we seriously thought that he was he was going to come back uh, because all the signs were there. Um, uh, Gruden, of course, what what he says and what he does that could be slightly different. But the whole draft was aimed at uh, well bolstering the offensive line and getting Khalil Mack some help in the pass rush because he never got anything. Um, no, and and to that point, the last two years, twenty one and a half sacks for Mack. Yeah, 34 and a half for the rest of the team as a whole. So he's getting about 40%, over 40% of your of your sacks. Really needed help. You saw it. Couldn't get much pressure, couldn't get many big plays in the in the defensive backfield. I think you guys didn't have an interception until week 12 or something. Uh, yeah, that was quite embarrassing indeed. Yeah. So I no, I was excited about your moves in the in the draft. Moher, Sarden Key. It was definitely like you said, adding help from yeah. Mac, taking some pressure off him. And PJ Hall, which we'd never heard of, but I never have either. To be honest, he he's one of those guys I, I follow the draft. I didn't know much about him, but I hear good things. So there's a lot of supporting talent there. Yeah. And then and then when you think about when you start to think on Friday, you're saying this is gonna happen. What's your reaction? This is crazy, or you kind of understood? No, I'm. And at, at first, I still didn't believe it because all of our, our beat writers, um, who are quite trustworthy, uh, were weren't re- reporting anything of the kind. And when they started turning, we we well, as as a, as a subreddit and me as a fan, we were like, oh shit, this is this is really going to happen. This is not going to look good. And um, but it also. Well, of course, it, it hurts, but it also kind of makes sense because it was clear. Uh, Reggie McKenzie, the, the, the GM, said that uh, Donald's, Aaron Donald's holdout didn't have anything to do with our negotiations. Well, that's right. which is kind of hard to believe, but from his... No, I, and, and it's not a yeah. surprise that it happened. The domino fell and then this trade fell. I, yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence. It's, it's, it's just uh, the stroke. And Gruden said... Uh, uh, yesterday on the uh, on his live presser, he he seemed a, li- a little a little agitated and a little and a, li- a little sad because I I do believe that they didn't want to trade him. Um, that when the be- the Bears offered him, well, what was it, twenty three and a half, yeah, ninety million? guaranteed, twenty three yeah. a year, something crazy. Yeah, and our offer didn't even come come close to it to to theirs. Although you have to say. I don't know. I don't know the CBA and the NFL, what what's allowed, what's tampering or not. I don't think the Bears are allowed to negotiate with Khalil Mack if he's under contract. It had to be approved by the Raiders. Yeah, but but we we did approve it because they they came to some sort of of, of an agreement, uh, which at first was two first round picks and a player. Well, they clearly couldn't agree on the player. Um. And then they gave Mac permission, uh, or his agent Joel Segal, to uh, to start negotiations and uh, to to see whether they can come to agreement. Uh, but of course, when you're going to agree them, and when the Bears are willing to give up that much much for a player, they're always going to get him. It was it was more of, of a blank check.
Hey guys, our audio cut out for a second. So I thought I would take this opportunity to do some commercials. And obviously, when you have a podcast like this that's a powerhouse, listened to by at least two or three people, the advertisers are just beating down your door. But I said no. I said, Coke, I don't want your cash. I'm not going to sell out like that to my two or three fans. I'm not going to do them dirty like that. Instead, I wanted to recommend stuff to them instead. Just my personal favorite things. No one's advertising, of course. No one would care. But if you have Hulu, I wanted to get the word out about a show there called Man Seeking Woman. It's a sitcom. It was on FX or FXX or some one of those little channels. And it's a really clever show written by Simon Rich, who's a writer whose father is Frank Rich. You might not know him. Your parents are probably fans of Frank Rich, and you could be fans of his son, Simon Rich. He's a writer who wrote for SNL and created his own sitcom for FX called Man Seeking Woman. Really clever and creative and original show about the perils of dating starring Jay Baruchel and Eric Andre. Um, didn't quite get the audience that I thought it deserved, but if you're a single guy who's been dating in the last five, ten years, you'll really relate to the show as crazy as it gets. It's just- um, as wild and fantastical as it gets. So check it out. Definitely season two and season three are the highlights, but any episode's worth watching and you can kind of get in on something that people don't know about as much as they should. And with that said, let's go back to our interview. And we are back. <laughs> Thanks for coming back and bearing with us. So last time we were just talking, I think we just cut out, but um, we had just been talking about the, the trade gets announced. It's shocking. Kind of the fan reaction from the public is very negative at first. And I think still negative, although slightly still tempered is. now. Um, what, now that you've had a second to digest it, two first round picks you end up sending a second over as well have you made sense of it do you tend to understand after the press conference where Gruden and McKenzie are coming from or you still need answers no I I um well we we still have have to see if the trade works out we still have to hit on those extra picks that we got uh because our our uh picks from from the last drafts have been less than stellar so um that's that's still uh, it's still a crapshoot but I do get the idea of, um, well, Mac was going to eat up a lot of cap space. Uh, this year, he clears about 14 million. Uh, but for next year as well, 23 million, we would have been locking up f- more than 48 million in two players. Yeah. And, and I think that more than anything, that's insane. when fans started to understand it to some degree when you saw that contract. Not so much the compensation. Because if you're getting Khalil Mack on a reasonable contract, two first rounders is not a big deal, but then you say, in addition, you're going to pay him more than anybody else besides quarterbacks. You're going to pay him 23 million a year, like a quarterback. Then you start to think, is this a Namdekan Sioux situation where you're going to tilt your roster so much to one player that you don't have the depth to compete otherwise. And, and your Raiders are an example of a team that had one star on defense and couldn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, I understand the move. And Rudin also said, we want to win now, but uh, I don't think winning now means we're contending. 
Uh, but he also indicated that he, wa- he wants to, to build a team for the future. And you, you can do that with Mac, but not on such a contract. Yeah, and, and I, I almost wonder... almost impossible. If you think about the fair terms of the trade, if Mac was just a free agent, you know, for whatever reason, next year the Raiders didn't franchise and bring it back, you'd probably, I think a team, a logical team would consider signing him for $20 million a year. I think it's a little much maybe, but 20 seems fair. 23 seems a little high. But then for the Bears to also give away two first-round picks for the privilege shows you how in-demand pass rushers are. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it, it kind of makes sense for the Bears. I think they really needed a rusher like this for their defense. It was sort of lacking in that department. Um, oh, well, they, they, have, they have, have a Kim Hicks, who's, who's kind of decent. But having, having Mac, they already f- fielded a top 10. Their defense yeah, was already you know, top ten. I think Bear, Mac Harris fans really like to throw out that. the top ten stat, but I think it's a little misleading from last year because they were running so much. They didn't really trust Trubisky. I think they had a pretty solid defense, but I think the edge rusher is something they needed. Hicks is more of an interior power kind of guy. Leonard Floyd, who they drafted to be the outside rusher, has been a little up and down, injury prone. I, I think it makes sense for them to to grab Mac as the centerpiece of that defense, I think it should be a, certainly a top 10 defense now, if not higher. Yeah. The question is Trubisky still under center, still a question mark. How high do you think those picks are going to be I mean, I think it's unlikely to be a top five or even a top 10 pick, but how high would you hope? No, nah, I, I think it, it, th- th- those picks will be mid range picks. Um, the, the NFC North is, it's ruthless. It's 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 a horrible uh, division to, uh, to to be in. So um, I, I don't see them winning a division, and I, I don't even see, see them as, as playoff contenders. So realistically, it will be a, a pick around 15, 80, 18 or something in, I, in that I range. So you agree. get two you, you you get two mid first round picks. And, well, I um, think. Well, yeah. When, and when I originally did my projections for the, for the season, I had the Bears at seven and nine, which was a little generous, I thought, because we hadn't seen much from the quarterback. After this trade, Mac coming in, who knows how ready he's going to be. They have a lot of new pieces. I would say I would project eight and eight. I think you're right. I think it's going to be right dead center. Yeah, I also um, think I, I also think eight, eight and eight is quite fair. I mean, Trubisky is going into a new system again. And uh, he is a question mark, and we still don't really know what what he's capable of. And I think for the Bears fan, the logical Bears fan, the illogical Bear fans are so excited they're predicting Super Bowl. Logical ones, I think, would say, look, we're going to be 8-8 eight and eight maybe this year, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse. But next year, 2019, I do think they have reasons to be optimistic because then Trubisky will be in his third year. All their new pieces, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, Mac will have more experience in the system. I think you could start to think that they could inch their way up into the playoffs by Matt Nagy's second year. So I wouldn't yeah, be surprised they, they if it's a mid-round could. pick this year and maybe 18, 19 next year. But in general, still we're talking mid-first rounders. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. But still, I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if, if this will, will turn out to be a, a great trade for the Bears. I mean, they have Khalil Mack now. But uh, in, well, about three years, Trubisky will be up for, for a new contract. They're also going to be in cap hell. And without the possibility of, uh, of adding first-round talents to, talents to their roster. Well, it's, it's an interesting change in the NFL since I've been following it. Certainly, 
teams like Seattle with Russell Wilson or Dallas with Dak Prescott, if you can get a quarterback on a rookie contract, even a first rounder, and then you load up the roster around him and just hope he's good enough to get you there. I don't Who knows with Trubisky? He had one good year in college and he looked, I would say below average last year. So if Trubisky's okay, they should be in good shape. If he's not, then you're really stuck and mediocrity at least and then having cap situations. So it's a risky trade for the Bears. They must be confident in Trubisky behind the scenes or at least yeah. their ability to coach him up. But the Bears are the Bears. I think they can be have excitement. They should have reasons for excitement regardless of how it turns out. Oh, from absolutely. the Raiders' point of view, you're looking at two mid-first rounders, we're, we're thinking. And then where does your pick fall now? Because that, that pick might be improving with each day. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think we – if. If I would were uh, were to predict us, I think we're we're an eight and eight team. Um, our our defense, the whole defense, is a big question mark. Um, a lot of different personnel and uh, all new cornerbacks. Uh, but the the offense should should improve. It should improve. I mean, Derek Carr's 2016 season under Bill Musgrave was uh, it it was insane. It was it was great. Regressed. In 2016, well, for various reasons, but he still, he's still he, he regressed. Now, with having an actual offensive coach um, teaching him, I think, I think he's, he's, he should be closer to the 2016 season than to, that, than to the 2017 season. I, so I there's reason for, for, for optimism on the offense, especially with the offensive line, which is still one of the best in football. I, I, when I looked at you guys before the trade, first glance at the depth chart, I, I thought the same thing. I said, look, this offense is good enough to carry a mediocre defense to even my first impression, maybe nine and seven, even who knows if Gruden can work some magic. And then I kind of shift down to eight and eight because, you know, because the Cleo Mack trade was, you know, percolating and I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, now that he has been traded, you know, with just draft picks coming your way. You're not getting a player that can help right away. I, I'm a little more negative than you and eight and eight. I think, I think they're going to be seven and nine, six and 10, maybe worse. And one of the problems I think is going to be maybe not a problem in the long term, but just for their prospects this year is the will to win. Does this team now think that they're actually going to make a playoff push or are they going to, so to speak, pack it in, and hope to get a top 10 pick next year. No, that's to, to tank. No, I, I don't think so because Gruden would never allow that. I don't think Gruden would ever allow that. I think last year, um, there was so, some of that mentality slipped in, into the locker room where play, players just didn't want to give it a, their all because either way, they, they, they fell out with coaches or with each other. Uh, well, we, we cut a lot, a lot of those guys and... Um, the whole spirit in throughout training camp, camp has been it's 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 been a fierce competition and um, even the old guys uh, Bruce Irvin Donald Penn who's been switched to right tackle um, they're 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 hungry and and they're all in so I'm I I don't think it's a, it's a question of, of of mentality I don't think so but still Mac is a is a is a huge loss to the locker room because it was loved. Well, no, it's it, like you said, it's a very interesting dichotomy from what we saw from Gruden in the past 
And I don't know, like, were you following him in Oakland or Tampa Bay? Because he had a reputation for being a win-now kind of coach, always got older quarterbacks. Sort of to the detriment of his team, I think. He didn't really make youthful pushes. And then he comes to a team that's a young roster and makes them theoretically younger. The, the core pieces are young. The, the roster as itself is older. But um, And then this move with Mac kind of pushes their window down the road a little bit. It is a long-term move on his part which is interesting for an older coach who has that let's compete and let's make the playoffs right now mentality yeah well he had that but of course he's he's been away and he's also uh, acknowledged that he uh, is going to do things differently that he did in the past because he's also learned and uh, what those things are going to be well we'll have to wait and but uh, but I'm sure and he, he's he's still Gruden He'll, he's still going to be pissed when you uh when you you met you mess up and he's going to be in your in your, in your face, and what, I what think did you, I didn't watch this press conference. I, I saw snippets. Did, you said he looked a little sullen or a little dejected after after announcing this. Yeah, he, well, he, 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 he was he was a little agitated. He, I, I think he has a he has he has a good good feel for for the media and and different reporters. Uh, but he didn't like some some of of the questions because well. Uh, the whole media hype around Gruden has been insane this this whole off season. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been following it for for many years, but I have never seen an off season with so much negativity around Gruden or McKenzie or the Raiders. And wh- when when it comes to predictions, well, that's that's all fine, but just uh, uh, playing things that are false. And Gruden seemed a li- little little irritated by that because he he mentioned it. You, he he said. Well, some of you guys have been trying to to divide me and Mc, and and Mackenzie. So well, that's that's interesting that you picked up on that. I, I definitely think it's true for the media. The media wants storylines. They want sort of explosions, Licks. implosions, or breakthroughs. Like that steadiness doesn't play. That doesn't register. No one's writing articles about that. You know, no one's you know Tom Brady suspension. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are fighting about Alex Guerrero storyline. And then if they they don't want mediocrity in terms of of a story, they want they want to say that everything's falling apart or um, maybe everything's going really well and picking them as a dark horse. I think that people went the opposite on this regard. But you know, Gruden is a popular guy, so I, I I understand it from 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 that point of view. Yeah, oh, he, he po- is popular. a star. He's, he's the you, biggest you, star. You, he's, he's, he's the star. Charles Woodson also said it uh, going into training camp. Uh, when, when, uh, when training camp starts, uh, if Khalil Mack returns, he won't be the big star. Gruden will be. And, uh, and it's true because he was. No, absolutely. I mean, him, you could see it in his contract, too. He's become one of the marquee faces of the NFL, or at least one of the most recognizable faces, for sure, for the casual fan. And I'm still excited about it. I I think, like you said, the trade makes sense given the situation. I think certainly in hindsight, the Raiders would have handled this differently. Looking back, do you think there are any things they could have done right away to kind of nip this in the bud before it became this situation? Well, um, they they should have locked locked him up last year together with Carr. And and they didn't well. And of course, Mackenzie ha- has also said, "Well, we we've been planning way ahead, and uh, I believe they've been planning to 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 get Mac on, on the contract. And uh, if he 
would have signed a contract with us, I, I think it would be similar to a Von Miller contract. Maybe slightly more gu- gu- guarantees, but um, the, the Donald contract, well, that, right. that was just... Uh, Waiting until after that, maybe a mistake. Yeah. So, so, of course, people have been asking, why... Why trade him now? Why not trade him? Uh, uh, why didn't you trade him before the draft or before uh, next year's draft? Well, those are all just s- such big ifs because last, uh, the last draft, it, it wasn't even, even going to be an issue. And, no. um, and I'm sure we were never going to trade him. That's why we got him help in the, in the, on, on the defensive line. And before next year, well, will you get the same offer uh, as you're getting that now, because you won't know if he's going to play, is he going to hold out? Um, and if he's going to play, is he going to make business decision? He could still get injured. He, he never had an injury, uh, but it could still happen. So, no, and, and yeah, certainly any, any in that position could have a serious injury or even a minor one where you start to say, oh, he went from 12 sacks down to six to something wrong. You know, maybe that would have helped the Raiders in terms of the contract if they wanted to re-sign him. I think one of the things that I would have done in hindsight if I were the Raiders, I thought was a weird move, and maybe it's starting to make more sense now, is when they got a new coaching staff, I always thought Khalil Mack was best in a 3-4 defense. This we played in Buffalo. They kind of of put him in a square peg, round hole situation as this pure defensive end now. I don't think he quite has the size to be a superstar defensive end. Obviously, he is a superstar defensive end. I mean, making the most out of his abilities. I think he could be even better as a Von Miller, who's somebody that the Broncos tried to use as a 4-3 defensive end under Jack Del Rio. And then they decided under Wade Phillips to kind of move him around a little bit more and attack from different angles. And I, I thought the Raiders would have considered doing that, building their defense around Khalil Mack. Well, and, and that, that was the plan because uh, Paul Gunther, um, he has said that he, he, he didn't want set pieces. Same for the safety. He wants to, safeties, he wants to bring different packages. But also for, for Khalil Mack, move him, him, him around. Uh, him and Bruce Irvin, move him around. They use Arden Key in, uh, in situational pass rushing uh, yeah, no, and, moments. And that's so, what, like yeah. touching on Gunther, Paul Gunther, if people don't know, is defensive coordinator had been in Cincinnati for a while. And that's what kind of raised my eyebrows because in Cincinnati, they're running a pure four, three with big defensive ends. They, they you know, Carlos Dunlap and Michael Johnson for, for yeah. the Bengals are both 260, 70 pounds, six, five. And Mike, Z- it's mostly Mike Zimmer's defense that they were running. And he, he tends to prefer big ends as well. So I, I wondered if they think, is there any reports that they just didn't think Khalil Mack was as good of a fit for their system as he might have been in a system like the Bears? No, I, I may, maybe in, in, in hindsight, but I, but I think when you have, have, have a piece as, as, uh, as Khalil Mack, you will build around him. So I, I think, think, think so. he, he, I, I th- I think he would have been fine at a, at a, as, as, a, as a pure 4-3 uh, uh, defensive yeah. end. Um, because it's Khalil Mack and um, I'm a homer, so uh, I still love him. No, absolutely. I think he can do everything. But when I say that he's best be as, a, as a linebacker, it, it's at the margins. Because almost every team's playing nickel with, with four linemen anyway. So he'd be doing the same thing 80% of the time anyway. Yeah. I, I do, I'm excited to see him in a slightly different defense. I think he could even be better once he gets up to 
speed in Chicago. But again, oh, we're talking especially about- under Vic Fangio. Yeah, I think they're going to use him a little more creatively than Jack Del Rio did. So, oh well, that's sake. that's out of the question. I mean, having <laughs> having having Jack Del Rio's defense and Ken Norton Jr. I mean, it's unbelievable. It I mean, was, it's been it's been horrible. It's been horrible. You you, you last season, uh, Ken Norton Jr. was fired, and uh, uh, we had Chuck Pagano. Promoted to defensive coordinator, who's not a he's he's, he's not a defensive wonder, but still he's he's, 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 a, he's a he's a capable coordinator. And by the way, and, who has John Pagano has experience in the four three four, and, I, and that's the connection I thought in my head. They'll just keep him as defensive coordinator, make a little bit more of a hybrid scheme, and move Mac around more. They brought in Gunther instead, so yeah, I I, I also would, would have would have been fine with Pagano as uh, as, as as coordinator. But still, Gunther, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a great teacher, and um, I've 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 have a lot of faith in in Gunther, and I'm I'm excited what, what he what he can do with this defense without Mac. Yeah, and there are yes, some, yes, some yeah those those pieces are going to be very interesting, especially on the on the uh, on the inside, PJ Hall and um, and Mo Hurst. And worst case falls and you guys end up with the top five pick, this is the draft to need a defensive lineman. That's for sure. I don't know if you've been following the draft. It's loaded with defensive linemen. Well, since, since we've traded Mac, I'm, I've began following it. Indeed, yes. So, <laughs> And I think the two marquee names we're talking about, Nick Bosa from Ohio State, the defensive end, Joey's brother, and Ed Oliver, who's on Houston, I think they would be great in your scheme as a 4-3 both of them, Oliver's really potential, like a Warren Sapp kind of interior rusher. Um, you don't want to think too far ahead, especially if you have hopes of competing. But worst comes to worst, you're going to be excited about looking at these draft prospects. Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not go- going to, f- to, 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 to follow it as, as of yet. But uh, let's let's see how the how the season goes first. We're we're opening against the Rams. Well, that's I think that's one of the most toughest matchups and one of the most interesting uh, ones of the whole season. But um, yeah, yeah we'll, it, it'll we'll... be interesting. Like you said, the offense is not bad enough to be a bad team. I mean, if you have a competent quarterback, you're not going to be worse than Buffalo. You know, who just announced they're starting Nathan Peterman. You know, and the Jets with, are with that offensive missed. line, it's 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 horrendous. Yeah, th- there's some bad teams out there, and so that's why I said it's maybe as a matter of will. Like I think if the Raiders wanted to quote unquote tank, they could, but maybe it's just not their mentality. They want to surprise people, and maybe it's that I don't know if you follow Bill Simmons that Patrick Ewing effect theory where hey, you don't think we can win without Mac? We're going to go out there and prove that we can be an eight and eight, nine and seventeen, maybe surprise some people. I don't think it's out of the question. Oh, I'm 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 pretty sure that sure that's that's Gruden mentalities. Uh, he's he's go, going to get the locker room fired up in a sort of us against the world um, mentality. Yeah, yeah, mentality mindset, and and I'm sure that, that that'll work because he 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 has that energy, and uh, and already the, the players are, are are picking up on it. But it's the question: How long will they? Uh, Will they put up with it? So you're saying, so I want you on record. You're saying they're going eight and eight this year. They're going to, they're going to surprise yeah. people. I, I think we're going eight and eight. I'm going to put you down a little lower, but only because 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know what their mentality is going to be. I could see them start. I think the start might depend on a lot. If, if you surprise people early on, say you go start three and two, then suddenly the storyline changes. If you start two and five, is there going to be a will to keep pushing? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, the NBA. People don't no. tank in the NFL, but you still it might seep in that this is not our year yet. Um, but I think we both agree the future is not over by any means. I think I don't know if it's bright, but there's a there's a flicker of hope on the horizon. Oh, there there there, there absolutely is. But it's but but it'll all come 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 down to uh, uh, to to the draft. And Reggie McKenzie has been, uh, has been a great, well, a great, no, he's been a very good uh, general manager for us. He got us out of cap hell. Uh, he got us Cara Mack and he has drafted some pieces. But if you're looking at the last years, we, well, um, from last year, we had uh, Gary and Conley who's going to start and he's looking great. Uh, second round pick, Obi Malifonwu. Uh, we great. waved him. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Great. Not great. 2016, uh, we only have Carl Joseph left, who has been benched reportedly. We don't know that yet, but it could be. And then from 2015, we only have uh, Amari Cooper left. So our picks haven't been that good. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll have to start hitting on it. Otherwise, this trade has been, yeah. No, that, that's interesting. You can trust your draft picks if you trust the person drafting. I think that was Cleveland Browns' problem. They had the right strategy last regime where let's load up on picks, let's be young talent, except they didn't have a GM who could determine, you know, maybe Jabril Peppers is not the future pro bowler yet, or at least not for the next three or four years. So it, they're only as good as the person drafting. And I think we'll see. And, and is that Gruden? Is that McKenzie? It's an interesting power dynamic to go from McKenzie, who had so much control, to now being in the shadow of Gruden. I wonder how happy he is with that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm conflicted on that. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Gruden, uh, as well as McKenzie, have been saying that they're cooperating. Uh, but if you're giving a guy a $100 million contract, well, he's going to be in charge. I kind of get that. But when you look at the last, last draft, we reached for a guy from a small school player, f- f- from, from a small school in the second round, PJ Hall. Well, that, that has Reggie McKenzie written all over it. Same for the, for, for the, for, for the other pick. So I think uh, I'm, 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 I'm not quite sure what, the, what their relationship was, but reportedly uh, McKenzie was 100% against trading Mac. And it was Gruden who pulled the trigger. So, well, I think I think what will happen. I would just guess. This is just me from a thousand miles away. It, quite frankly, there's just not enough time in the day for a head coach to master the draft. I mean, he's not going to be studying the sixth round pick from Texas A&M. So, I think McKenzie will do all those that kind of legwork, and then I'm sure Gruden will fly in off the top rope when when he wants to and make those executive decisions, the big picture ones. But I can't imagine he's studying the fifth round draft picks or anything like that. I think the, the, you know, top 10 picks, first rounders, maybe, which was interesting this year, Colton Miller to get in the weeds. You guys take a tackle. Did you guys have a chance at Derwin James? I think you did the safety. Yeah, we did. We, we, we passed him up. I thought it was because I forgot how to pronounce his name. Melanifuno or whatever. I don't remember anymore, but I thought maybe they had high hopes for him. They didn't need Derwin James. Um, 
that's not true. But maybe they just needed a tackle. Maybe the tackle need was higher. Has he looked okay in camp? Um, he's been he's he's looked f- f- very good. He's uh, he's been a left tackle, and he's going to be a starting left tackle. Uh, well, a, a, a big part of Raider Nation was quite pissed when we when we drafted Miller uh, because they didn't quite see the need uh, to have a stout offensive line in the AFC West, which has it's it's ruthless when it comes to pass rushing. And we had Donald Penn there, but he had a nagging in- injury, and he's he's, uh, he's thirty five years old yeah. now, I believe. So um, he's really getting old, and. Um, Chances are quite high that, that he'll get, get, get injured again. So there was a big need for tackle. And they addressed that, and which it, it wasn't a sexy pick, but it was, it was a necessary one. And he's been, he's been looking very good. And I'm very ex- excited to see him go against the Rams. Yeah, but now I, we switched think... Donald to right tackle, and, which think... is interesting. Well, I, I think it's a natural transition sort of out of the league. I mean, not that he's, he's going to bomb out. I'm saying that, you know, you would think that they would play Penn at, re- at left tackle for one more year before Colton Miller gets up to speed. So it's interesting that they did it this quickly. Um, but I think the inevitable transition was going to be Colton at left tackle eventually. I think he has it, the, the speed, yeah. speed for it for certainly. I don't know if he's ready, but I, I think functionally that's a fine pick. If you can get a left tackle who's going to play decently, or even be above average, that, that's worth a first-round pick for sure. Yeah, especially. And, but but um, they, they felt comfortable enough to, uh, to, to have him there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shifted Donald Penn to right tackle. Although, in, do you ever Donald think Penn about... Donald Penn at right tackle, is, he's, he's been looking sh- shaky as well. So... Um, certainly, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. but Derwin James, Khalil Mack would have been an exciting defense, or at least in improving defense. I think that would have been an interesting combination because Derwin James can rush the passer from the safety position even. Yeah, many, many, many Raiders fans were quite high on Roquan Smith and we dreamed of having Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack on the same team. But that turned out to be a nightmare. So... Well, you know, you'll have the chance. You have enough draft picks and more bites of the apple next year. Yeah. Um, You're excited. Of course. Uh, To wrap it up, we're excited. you're you're the a rosy Raiders fan talking other Raiders fans off the ledge. You think the future's still bright. You're higher this year than I might be, but I, I think we both agree. Let's Middle see what of the road happens team. I, I think building through the draft is never the wrong way to go. It's just can you execute? Can you capitalize? Yeah, exactly. And Gruden wants that 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 approach. And uh, well, we have the oldest team in the league now, but that's because we didn't hit on on previous draft picks. So we're we're filling that up with vet, veteran players, and uh, that that's been his 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 his, his uh, strategy. He's, he's he's said that. So um, it's it's go- it's going to be interesting, but still, uh, he's got a lot to prove. The offense has got a lot to prove. Derek Carr has a lot to prove, and uh, I think that will be the this 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 season's. Men- mentality t- throughout. Um, uh, Gruden has has something to prove with, with with that contract, and he's been saying that himself. Well, we're we're back, but we we have to prove it. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting, but uh, still, again, uh, Derek Carr for the fourth time, he's in a new system again. Well, we'll 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 have to see. We'll have to see. Well, that's what that's why I think maybe next year will be brighter than this year. But in general, thank you so much for talking about this. 
I'm honestly, every time I talk to people on Reddit, you know, kind of reach out to you randomly, I'm just so pleasantly surprised by how much you guys know how in the weeds fans here are able to get and articulate about the team. And so I really appreciate your insight. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. Good, good luck this year. Maybe better luck next year, but we'll see. Um, keep the faith. I like it. I will always keep the faith. <laughs> All right, dude. Take care. Thank you. Talk to you. Okay, everybody, that's the interview with Boss. I thought he did a great job representing the Raiders from abroad. It's really cool to see um, a kid in Amsterdam know so much about the Raiders and follow the NFL. I think that would make Roger Goodell very happy that the game has reached that far and with that many passionate fans. So best of luck to him and all the Raiders fans. Put down the knives, step back from the window, and at least watch what happens. And then if it sucks, you can jump. Bye.